0: Hi and welcome back to our devotions on the Psalms. Today we continue with Psalm 23. We did four verses, the first four verses on Tuesday, and we talked about how God protects us, keeps us safe from enemies, from the turbulence of life, and especially leads us along the right paths, which is protecting us from ourselves, often the worst enemy. And then we talked about walking through the darkest valley, where we often face danger and death. And knowing that God is with us, we can have peace. But today we reach the climax of the 23rd Psalm. It's my most favourite part. In fact, it's my my favourite verse in all of Psalms. It is in verse 5 that says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And then he concludes, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I want to focus on verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Imagine the scene. A siege, a siege over the city in Jerusalem where David is, and the enemies encamped around him. Or perhaps it's a smaller group, maybe just David and a few of his friends surrounded by his enemies. One of the most powerful effects of a siege is not that they will attack your city, they will simply wait. Wait and wait and wait until you starve to death. You run out of provisions. You you can't run out to get more provisions. People can't come in to deliver. And you, you're just stuck inside wherever you are. And the in- enemy doesn't have to expend much effort. They just sit outside and wait for you. Wait for you to starve to death. And it's a very, very dismal situation. And here David is saying, But God, you prepare a feast. You set a table before me in the presence, right in front of all my enemies. Think of it. While the enemies are sitting encamped around you and waiting for you to die, there you are feasting away, celebrating, having a great life, because God provides. What's more, it says you anoint my head with oil. That has to do with coronation, even in the midst of all my, in the presence of all my enemies, you are crowning me, you are telling me that I am your beloved, your chosen one, your special person. And then my cup overflows, I'm celebrating. A full cup, an overflowing cup, denotes a celebration, and overflowing of wine and good things. What the psalmist, what David is saying is that even when I'm surrounded by my enemies, I am being given a feast. I am being told that I'm God's special chosen person. And in that feast, there is celebration. What a thought. But does God really do that for us? And what does it mean then to celebrate and have a feast? Or with my cup running over? Is it something that's physical? Does God really give us all these good things? Yes and no. Yes in the sense that we cannot. We can never dismiss God's ways. We can never predict God's ways and there have been people who have been delivered that even in the presence of the enemies God has physically blessed them. But there is also a large, large possibility that circumstances do not change. But what changes is that we, inside us, in the depth of us, something changes. Just before Jesus was betrayed and crucified, he spent quite a bit of time in conversation with his disciples. And in that conversation, he told them what was to come soon, that he would be betrayed into the hands of cruel men, and then he would be flogged and then crucified. He would die. Now, what a sad thing, what a terrifying thing for the disciples, that their master, the one who had kept them safe, the one who had worked miracles, was going to be delivered to the hands of enemies, and they too would be in mortal danger. But what was worse was that even after Jesus would be resurrected, which they couldn't understand in the first place, they would still be hounded by the enemies. In the middle of that, in chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says to them, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. The peace that I give you is not the way that the world gives, and hence it is not a predictable peace either. It is neither the peace where there is no conflict, there is no danger, nor is it a peace that uh, we commonly understand as peace. It is a peace that comes from deep within. What Jesus was promising was that your circumstances may not change. It may even get worse. The siege on your life or the siege on you may get even worse. But it does not matter because deep within you something powerful takes place and you experience joy and blessing and peace in the midst of the circumstances you're in. Now this is the miracle of the presence of God. That not only do we, should we just keep looking for outward things prosperity and promotions and removal of our enemies, but rather that in the midst of the most trying and difficult circumstances, God changes something within us and gives us a joy and a peace. That's far more powerful and beautiful, and it's something that I urge all of you to seek after, because it is promised by God and it was a testimony of David experience this again and again. Let's look at other Bible characters and also other people in real life. Stephen, the Apostle Stephen, was being stoned to death for speaking the truth. The Bible records that as he was being stoned, his face turned a radiant glow. Consider that, that he looked up and he saw Jesus and his face just glowed with joy. In the midst of death, in the midst of people throwing stones at him, there was joy in his heart. We hear the same about John Wesley. John Wesley was a terrified young man. Actually, in his early days, he was scared of death. But after the Lord had transformed him, he dared to face a hostile crowd, a heckling crowd, even a crowd throwing objects at him. He was no longer afraid something in him had changed. It was filled with joy. i like to share, was, I think I have several times already about my friend Eric. Just minutes before his execution on death row, he stood, took his shower in an open courtyard surrounded in four corners by armed guards. While he was showering, he was sharing the gospel to the guards Not out of obligation, but out of joy and excitement as he told them that Jesus is real and there was no doubt about it. And then as he walked to the gallows with another prisoner, he pleaded with that prisoner, If you will just say yes to Jesus, we will get to heaven together. Please come and join me. Because that's the best thing that could ever happen. A man so full of joy in his last moments. It didn't bother him that it would be the gallows. All he could think of was Jesus welcoming him into his presence. This is a reality in our lives. I urge all of you to seek after that reality, the promise and the testimony, that it is in the presence that even though we are in the presence of our enemies, God prepares a table of feast for us, he anoints us by telling us that we are a special person and then the celebration, the overflowing of wine, the overflowing of our cup takes place. Seek after that, not over the change of circumstances, but for the real thing, a joy in our hearts in all circumstances. Shall we pray? Father, that testimony of David's was real to each of us. It can be a reality for all of us, Lord, I know that. I pray for all my brothers and sisters that they may seek after this, and not only seek after this, but as you have said, those who seek will find, and they will find a joy, a celebration, a feast in all their circumstances. I pray especially for those who live in bad, difficult circumstances. For those where there is no peace in the family, where there is fear, wherever they are. I pray, Lord, for those who live in the mid presence of their enemies. I pray for each one who faces such painful and dire circumstances, that they may find a feast provided by you. There will be a table set for them. There will be an anointing, an affirmation that they are your special children, and they are your beloved. And there will be celebration. Joy that comes overflows from them. A peace not the world not the kind that the world gives, but a peace that transcends everything. Father, let this promise be true to each one who seeks you. For I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, then, I hope that you will have a blessed weekend. Once again, I look forward to seeing as many of you as possible this Sunday. But if you are more on the vulnerable side then I urge you to take care of yourselves. This Sunday we want to talk about God's love and God's concern for the hungry. We want to talk about God's heart not just for the hungry in the world but hungry in our nation also. What God wants then is not just that we know but rather that we care as well because this is very much part of very much in God's heart and so um, do tune in if you can't come to church but if you can let me encourage you to come together to celebrate because really the coming together is a great thing for you as well that's not to say that worshipping online is not a good thing and yet the worshipping together in each other's presence is really a treat so do hope to see you all and if I don't then also God bless you all. Goodbye.